Welcome to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And that's whatever type of company you work with. And laugh, I think we have to have some fun along the way. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, if you have any commercial real estate questions or if you have any comments about the show, we do appreciate hearing from you. Our phone number is 888 612 show. Our email is info at com. You can also connect with us through Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus, or Carrier Pigeon. Yes, just put some uh, breadcrumbs on your windowsill and we'll send you a message there. You can find them all at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we have a very interesting show. Our topic is senior housing and assisted living. You know, with 74 million baby boomers headed toward retirement, this is a very interesting sector of the real estate market. We'll get a look at this $270 billion industry from some of the leading experts in the assisted living and senior housing industry. We'll start with one of the industry's leading analysts to look at the sector performance, the investment market, and current valuation trends. Then we'll talk to an expert panel of senior living experts, including a consultant, a lender, and a developer, all of you specialize in senior housing. First, please welcome Chris Kazantis, Director with AEW Capital Management. Founded in 1981, AEW Capital Management LP provides real estate investment management services to investors worldwide. AEW actively manages portfolios in both the public and private property markets and across the risk return spectrum, headquartered in Boston. AEW also has offices in Los Angeles, London, Singapore, and Hong Kong, as well as affiliated offices in Paris and nine other European cities. Uh, more information uh, about their firm at AEW.com. Chris, welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for having me. Well, we appreciate you calling, even though Boston knocked Atlanta out of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well Chris, well, Chris, help us get a handle on the size of the assisted living and senior housing market. What is the size of the market, say, in comparison to hospitality or, say, the apartment market? Sure, sure. And, and those are actually probably good markets uh, or sectors to pick because seniors housing has – uh, a lot of attributes that are similar to uh, multifamily as well as similar to uh, hospitality. Um, so right now, seniors housing is probably about 3 million units, about 22,000 properties in the largest uh, 100 U.S. markets that are that are tracked. And as you said in your introduction, that's about $270 billion of value. And if you look at that, probably half of that um, is in the segments that my fund would invest in, which is age-restricted uh, apartments, senior apartments. Uh, independent living, assisted living, and memory care. And then the other half of uh, that investment universe is, is uh, skilled nursing, uh, skilled nursing facilities, uh, much higher care facilities. Um, and if you compare this to hotels, hotels are $330 billion roughly, and multifamily is $950 billion, almost a trillion. So it's about 80% the size of hotels, and it's less than a third the size of multifamily. But also, as you said in your uh, introduction, you know, it, it, it's a uh, sector that, that is growing tremendously. Yeah, it's a lot bigger market, I think, than some people realize, and I think it's going to grow some more. And, and who are the typical investors in this market? Uh, there are a lot of public uh, investment uh, in, the, in the market. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a highly fragmented market. 
But the, you know, the largest investors and owners right now are the uh, publicly traded healthcare REITs. Uh, you know, some names that you might have heard of: Ventos, HCP, Healthcare REIT out of Toledo. And in fact, they've grown so much that right now, if you look at the, you know the ten largest REITs in the U.S., three of them are now healthcare REITs. Um, other owners in the sector, institutional owners, you know, public, private pension funds, they've been investing probably since the mid to late 1990s. So it's a relatively young and emerging sector for institutional investors. Uh, you also have other uh, owner operators such as Brookdale Senior Living, Senior Lifestyle Corporation out of Chicago, Emeritus, uh, Belmont Village. Uh, those are some of the largest, uh, larger owner operators. And over time, there there has been some foreign investment in the sector as well. There's been some Middle Eastern money and Australian money that has uh, kind of come in and out of the. Uh, uh, sector, but but as I said, it's still relatively f- fragmented, and there's still a lot of smaller owner operators that have you know a handful of properties across the country. So I guess that means there's still a good bit of opportunities for investment in the market, and you know, we've had some of those companies you mentioned on the show, including Ventos. And let's talk about cap rates for these properties. Uh, what are you seeing for cap rates for senior housing-oriented properties uh, around the country? Sure. Uh, Capitalization rates, it's always hard to generalize just because, uh, um, and especially in this sector, it's it's fragmented also with the quality of the assets, the location of the assets, the NOIs that are in place, and, and, you know, what part of the segment that that people are operating to, whether it's, you know, senior apartments or whether it's memory care or what have you. But, But in general, I would say that, you know, well-located, well-run properties are right now trading probably in the high sixes to low seven percent range. California can be in the low sixes, maybe even the high five range. Um, and I always like to compare it to uh, to multifamily um, because they have a lot of the same uh, similar kind of cash flow, cash uh, stream um, attributes. And uh, if you look at where multifamily is trading, and, and our firm invests in both senior housing and multifamily, you know, you're right now you're probably in the five to six percent range, and in uh, some markets like California, you can be in the low to mid fours. So if you kind of compare this, uh, the two uh, asset classes, you're, you're probably like 150 to 200 basis point premium um, for investing in senior housing than you would for multifamily. And, and that's mostly attributed to the fact it's still a relatively niche sector and there's still uh, you know a high operating component to the sector. And, and there's a lot of people that still don't understand kind of the operating uh, component of it. That's interesting. Well, help us put it in perspective a little bit. Uh, how have cap rates trended uh, through the recession and before the recession? How they how they compare now? Has that been a, a pretty stable sector throughout the recession? Uh, yeah, it's been uh, very recession resilient. Um, but uh, during the middle of the recession. Um, you could probably buy properties, the ones that were available, um, you know, there was some distress or there was owners that the properties might have been performing very well, uh, but they had distress in other parts of their portfolio, and that was maybe one of the only uh, liquid assets they had, and they would have to sell that to try and Mm -hmm. use proceeds to help other parts of their portfolio. So in those cases, you know, you you could probably buy stuff in in the high sevens, low eights. So I would say that since the recession, 
cap rates have probably compressed 75 to 100 basis points. And then if you look at you know where they've been um, since pre-recession, uh, they're probably pretty close to where they were pre-recession, maybe 25 basis points or or 50 higher than they were pre pre-recession. But Overall, the asset class was very, very uh, resilient during the re- the recession, um, especially the need-based segments of it, which would have been, you know, assisted living and memory care, um, which are much harder for family members and for residents to delay those decisions to move into properties. Uh, the independent living s- uh, segments uh, probably, you know, weren't as resilient, recession resilient, because people could delay those decisions. Right. Well, it makes sense that there would be a little little uh, stronger sector than some of the others because of the demand. I mean, you've had some good absorption in the sector and, and very little construction, right? So, so what do you think cap rates are going to do moving forward? Yeah, I mean, moving forward, I think for any income-producing assets, of which, you know, seniors' housing is definitely one of them, um, you know, I don't see interest rates moving much at all. And if anything, because there's so much capital chasing the income type returns you know i think there's definitely more pressure on moving cap rates downward than there is uh, uh upward so i you know i i see them staying where they are or or, or uh potentially trending downward and it's going to stay that way until uh until interest rates start to change um, right now, there there is very attractive uh, debt for this sector. It's very similar to multifamily. You can get plenty. You can get the agency debt. You can get Fannie Mae, uh, Freddie Mac. Um, so you can on floating rates. You could be in the threes. And eat fixed rates, you're probably in the low to mid fours. So if you compare that to buying assets in the in the six high sixes and low sevens. You have quite a bit of positive uh, leverage there uh, when you're buying properties. Um, so, so uh, all those attributes have, have, you know, kept cap rates uh, where they are and actually put downward pressure on cap rates. We're short on the break, but uh, is there something that's interesting, a compelling trend you've seen in the numbers? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the compelling things going forward are just, you know, the population that's uh, it's aging and, and uh, people are living longer, they're more healthy, and uh, there's a lot more people that are living past the age of 85. And you look at kind of the uh, the facts of what happens, and there's a lot more uh, uh, dementia and, and memory care issues after 85. You, you know, there's Alzheimer's. Everyone's familiar with Alzheimer's, but there's other forms of dementia that have happen after the age of 85. So I think you're starting to see a trend where there's a lot more kind of purpose-built memory care type facilities, and that's a segment of senior housing that, you know, is, is really starting to emerge, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that going forward. Well, Chris, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Stay tuned. We have an incredible panel of experts up next. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. And by Resnick Group, a top 20 national accounting firm focused on real estate. Visit resnickgroup.com. 
Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. If you would like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our show podcast. We recently produced separate market update shows on the industrial, retail, office, healthcare, and net lease markets. And be sure to check out the show Loan Workouts and last week's show featuring interviews with CEOs with the leading REITs in the country. There are lots of interesting shows to choose from. Just click the tab Shows on Demand at CommercialRealEstateShow.com. Well, today we're discussing the assisted living and senior housing market. Let's meet our guest. First, please welcome Glenn Haddock, CEO, Haddock & Associates, Assisted Living Consultants. Haddock & Associates has been involved with senior housing since 1987, with clients in 32 states, including hospitals, banks, mortgage companies, builders, developers, investors, entrepreneurs, churches, Indian tribes, and municipalities. Glenn, welcome to the show. Good morning, Michael. Please welcome Richard Thomas, Senior Vice President of the Seniors Housing Group with Grandbridge Real Estate Capital. Grandbridge is owned by BB&T, a top 10 financial institution with $160 billion in assets. Grandbridge specializes in commercial mortgage banking across America. Richard, welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Good to be here this morning, Michael. Thank, Thank you. you. We also have Andy Isaacson, uh, the managing partner with Isaacson Living with us today. Uh, they develop retirement properties that offer an elegant environment, engaging lifestyle, and comprehensive on-site health care. Andy, welcome back to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with a perspective of the industry. You know, our listener base is, is around the country and around the world, and a lot of them may be familiar with this uh, sector, uh, some of them may be in other sectors and investors in the market. Uh, just what is assisted living and how does it fit into the spectrum of care for seniors? What are the kind of the various types? Well, senior housing has uh, several different uh, sectors to it. It all get lumped together into senior housing, but uh, you have skilled nursing, which uh, today the big uh, issue is uh, government reimbursements. Uh, you have assisted living, which is a need-based product, uh, which has really had a pretty good run here the last few years. It's, uh, with people with, with uh, needs. Uh, you have independent living, which would be uh, also uh, continuing care retirement communities. Uh, the issue there more has been the housing market the last few years. And then, you know, the active adult market, which has uh, really boomed the last few years with the, uh, uh, with the growth in that uh, age population. Well, thanks. Now I know what they are because I thought independent living was when my wife got mad at me and said, you're going to be in independent living here soon out on your own. <laughs> I'm just kidding, honey. Uh, well, Glenn, who regulates assisted living communities and, and how are they regulated? Well, it's kind of a fragmented uh, a bit across the country. Every state has their own uh, department, whether it's the human services or whatever that regulates them, and you'll find that the regulations vary considerably from state to state, and in fact, uh, the identity of what assisted living is is defined somewhat differently from state to state, but it's basically that step and that procedure between independent living and skilled nursing, where people need assistance but uh, uh, can live, you know, in many ways fairly independent. Right. Well, Andy, what are some uh, prospective residents, uh, what are they most concerned with these days in the communities? Well, I'd say uh, two things. Uh, I think people are looking for a more active, engaging lifestyle with more activities. Uh, in years past, seniors would really kind of give what you, uh, take what you get, gave them, but uh, that's not really the case anymore. Uh, and, and secondly, I think uh, with the uh, recession and uh, interest rates being low and uh, incomes are down, people are looking for the value prop- proposition. 
and, and they're looking for more amenities. So they're looking for like skydiving and things like that, right? <laughs> Not really, but Not really. some someday. <laughs> well, I saw a lady that was eighty years old skydiving on the uh, on the news the other day. Um, and she almost fell out of the harness, but uh, that's another story. Uh, well, Glenn, what are you seeing? What are a prospective uh, residents most concerned about? Well, you, you know, it's the housing market. You know, they can't sell their home. Uh, at least they're having resistance to trying to sell it at the price that they can sell for. Uh, so they're wondering if they're going to have enough money. Uh, can they uh, go into assisted living and be able to afford that? Uh, and yet we find that there's some, quite a number of studies that a lot of the seniors would much rather stay in their own home, as we know. But we do find that those that move into assisted living or into an environment, uh, independent living or such, that they're much happier and healthier and more engaged than folks that stay in their own homes. So there's uh, that little bit of fear in their, in their uh, thoughts about leaving, leaving their home. Right. And can they make it? Right. Well, a lot of these senior housing uh, facilities, I've seen them, they look uh, real engaging. They look really nice and uh, with a lot of amenities, uh, maybe not skydiving, right? But, uh, Andy, what, what are the amenities and services uh, that, that people are looking for today? Well, seniors are a lot more active than people give them credit for. And really, uh, we just serve as facilitators. Um, we call our uh, seniors members, mm-hmm. and uh, they organize a lot of their own activities. But So we're really there to facilitate things for them but uh yeah i think the trend is just more more active lifestyle you know later in life mm-hmm. glenn anything else uh, you see that uh that that the members like to see well yes but i, I was going to comment that uh, oftentimes we have a standalone facility for either independent or assisted but we're finding where they add another component such as assisted living to the independent or add memory care to the assisted that in really props up the revenues and increases the desirability of that facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Andy, how has the industry changed over the last five years? Well, I think uh, one thing Richard might want to comment on this more so than uh, myself, but uh, I think really from an investment perspective, it's a lot more accepted. Uh, the senior housing has really held up well in the recession, and uh, you're seeing a lot more investors and institutions look at senior housing than you, you had five years ago. Right. And Richard, what do you see? Uh, what, what do you see that's different? I mean, you're out there every day talking to owners and developers in the business. Yeah, you know, over the last five years, I think there's been a, a dramatic shift from the elective decision into a need-based decision. And that's impacting many of our borrowers from the perspective that uh, what used to be an elective decision, mom would make a decision to move into a facility to, you know, have, have a communal-type living environment has now changed to now mom needs care and they're prolonging the decision until the care level is such that it can no longer be provided as easily at home or as cost effectively. Right. That makes sense. Well, how is the housing market? We talked about the housing market and, and how that's affecting. What, what is it doing? What, how has it impacted senior living and how are you coping with it, Andy? Well, with this, the housing market has caused a lot of people to uh, put off a move, uh, they haven't gone anywhere. They're still staying in their homes, but they're, uh, it's caused more of our, our move-ins to be uh, a little bit older, some element of need. So people are uh, just putting off decisions with the uh, housing market and the economy. So it's affected more the uh, independent living side of the business, you know, the assisted living business. Uh, that is a need-based decision that you, you can't put off. Uh, the housing market still affects uh, the assisted living business because you have to sell your house still, and that's, that'll be part of your 
portfolio to generate income to pay pay your uh, rental fees, but uh, it's, it's affected everybody to some extent. So the age of your members is is increasing. We've seen it seen it trend up uh, slightly the last few years during the uh, housing recession. And what kind of numbers have you seen, uh, Richard, on those those numbers of the ages, the average ages? You know, the the profile of the resident we saw maybe five to seven years ago was typically an eighty three year old female. Uh, women are still outliving men today, uh, you know, but uh, we're seeing more men uh, age uh, more gracefully. But uh, the age is creeping up, and it's now approaching probably 87 for assisted living properties. Uh, what Andy's doing uh, with, with his uh, continuing care model, uh, I think you're seeing a little bit of a younger age. I'd say five years ago, it was about 75. Now it's probably 79, yeah. so it's moved up a little bit. All right, we have to take a short break. We'll have some good news for men as well coming up. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. And by Resnick Group, a top 20 national accounting firm focused on real estate. Visit resnickgroup.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Ball, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. I'll be speaking at three events coming up in the next month, one of which is the IMN Conference coming to Atlanta on June 28th and 29th. It's the Bank and Financial Institution's Special Asset Executive Conference on Real Estate Workouts. Visit IMN.org and click the Conferences tab. If you'd like to save 10%, here's a promo code for you. Use CRE Show. Well, today we're talking about assisted living and senior housing market. My guests are Glenn Haddock, CEO Haddock & Associates, Richard Thomas, Grand Ridge Real Estate Capital, Andy Isaacson, Isaacson Living. And uh, let's talk about the impact from the economic downturn. Glenn, uh, how has senior living uh, been impacted, Glenn? Well, I don't think it's taken much of a hit. That's probably when one of the stars out there in the investment world. The need-driven aspect of senior housing, the assisted living and the memory care, have held up very, very well. Uh, the independent, of course, has taken a little bit of a hit because we're dealing with uh, choices versus needs. And uh, But I think it's showing signs of strengthening and recovering, and uh, that's where we're going. Yeah, it seems to have been a, a stable sector through this recession when you compare it to, to office and uh, retail, industrial. And, uh, uh, Andy, uh, what, what do you see? Well, I think the economy and the uh, with interest rates being low, as I, as I mentioned, uh, people are getting less return, current return on their portfolios, so that makes you know, value a lot more important part of the proposition. Okay. Well, let's talk about Obamacare. Is health care reform affecting senior housing, uh, or do you expect it to, Andy? Well, what we've seen is uh, on hospitals now, the uh, uh, Medicare reimbursements, they're getting penalized for readmits. And so when a Medicare patient goes to the hospital, if they come back within uh, 30 days, I believe, that uh, Medicare penalizes the hospital. So hospitals are starting to look at relationships with senior housing providers because the, you know, the care and the environment that you release someone to after that hospital stay is so, is so critical on whether or not they return. You know, give you an example. Say you you have a hip replacement. You know, you have your primary care doctor and you have your specialist, and then you go to the hospital. And there's a hospitalist, which is a doctor in the hospital. 
they all give you meds and then you get discharged from the hospital you're probably on a bunch of painkillers you go home you look on your dresser and you've got your pills from your primary care doctor your specialist and your hospitalist you like them all so you take some some of everything and then you're back in the hospital again so it's really the whole uh, environment that people live in is is getting tied together with healthcare, and I see that moving forward. And Glenn, what do you see? How is healthcare reform going to affect senior housing? Well, I think there's going to be more uh, cooperative agreements between the various segments in the care industry with the uh, with assisted living, for instance, uh, to so that we can uh, have some responsibility for that care, the coordinating the care. And because a lot of those folks are in and out of the hospitals that are in senior housing. And so there's, I think there's going to be a, a cooperation with rehab groups that may, you may, may even rent space in an assisted living for a rehab organization. And I'm dealing with one currently in Utah that really would love to rent some rehab space in a new assisted living. Mm. So we may see a lot of things like that coming up. Well, that's interesting. And we have all these baby boomers uh, coming of age here soon. How is senior living sector evolving and responding uh, to our aging population, Andy? Well, right now there hasn't been a whole lot of growth in the in the 80-plus population. Uh, really the growth now has been more in the active adult sector, the, you know, 55-plus. You know, the baby boomers are, I think, turning 66 this year. So I think what you've seen is uh, active adult uh, – business has really exploded the last few years and really has done pretty well even in the down uh, turn of the housing market uh, and I think you'll see that moving into the uh, independent living side the CCRCs we really like have a you know a perfect storm brewing here we've not had a lot of construction in the last few years the housing market starting to recover and now that 65 to 74 population cohort is getting a lot of growth uh, in our area we're seeing an increase you know 50 percent in the next five years so that bodes well for the uh, the people that are attracting the younger seniors today. And then, uh, you know, if you're assisted living business, you've probably got another 15 years to wait for the for the boom to hit. But it'll, it'll be there. I see. Yeah, I see those commercials for the active adult communities, and it look like they're having a blast. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, now I want to get there, I think. You know, it looks fun. It makes a lot of sense. That's right. Well, Andy, what are some of the biggest challenges and trends uh, moving forward for the industry? Well, I think the uh, senior housing industry and healthcare are getting a lot more intertwined. Uh, a lot of people in senior housing have resisted that, but with the, uh, you know, what's coming down the pike in healthcare reform, I think we're going to see a lot more relationships. Uh, you know, we've seen properties off a continuum of care have done a lot better, you know, during the recession. So I think, uh, you know, you're uh, maintaining your health. We've been a fee-for-service uh, based model, but that's changing. We're looking at the whole person's health, and I think it's your medical care and your environment. So I think senior housing and health care are kind of coming together. Yeah, it's a changing world and, and a strong sector. We're going to have some more intel for you in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull, and you're listening to America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. And by Resnick Group, a top 20 national accounting firm focused on real estate. Visit resnickgroup.com.
Well, welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We do have some great shows coming up, including next week's show on tax credits, tax credits for your business, and tax credits for real estate. Some other shows coming up include a REIT market update, a show on the multifamily and student housing market, and a show about CMBS loan workouts and short sales. Don't miss a show of special interest to you. Sign up for a once a week email announcing the show topic at commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're talking about assisted living and senior housing market. My guests are Glenn Haddock, Haddock & Associates, Richard Thomas, Grandbridge Real Estate Capital, Andy Isaacson, Isaacson Living. And uh, Richard, I want to ask you a little bit more about uh, the challenges and the trends uh, moving forward for the industry. What do you see? You know, maybe the biggest thing is we're dealing with uh, what will be a very different cohort. I mean, today we're dealing with the World War II generation. Tomorrow we'll be dealing with the 60s generation. I think what my grandmother, great-grandmother is demanding today will be very different than what my mother and what I will demand in another 15 years when I start turning 80 with everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're going to want peace signs. And <laughs> Absolutely. Peace, love, and happiness. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Glenn, what do you see moving forward for challenges in, and trends in the industry? Well, I think there's going to be a need for uh, various niche markets. Um, we need to be aware of, for, in, we're looking at innovation, uh, looking to attract these people that don't want to move from their own homes. Uh, of course, there's always the challenge of availability of equity and debt to capital. Uh, Health care management needs to be more uh, uh, focused, uh, more, more uh, uh, the word escapes me at the moment, uh, available for doctors and family to be able to know what's going on at the moment uh, and with their loved one in the nursing home. Uh, and the need for the baby boomers uh Accommodation is not going to come up for another 10 years, really, till they hit in the 75, at least in the need part of the uh, seniors market. Mm-hmm. Talking about needs, uh, Glenn, while I have you, uh, what if you have a piece of land and you think it might be a, a good site for senior housing or assisted living? Uh, what do you need to think about there? Well, the thing is, you need to do a market analysis to really understand whether that's going to be a good uh, use of that of that land for that purpose and uh, sometimes you have to spend a little money to know that but uh, we have so many realtors that call in and say I've got this great piece of land and they're trying to sell a land or, or maybe they're trying to convert a motel or a hotel uh, the, the, their familiarity with the senior demand market uh, really isn't isn't there it's, they need to take time to run a feasibility analysis. Yeah, I mean, it's a specialized market, and you can't just throw something against the wall and hope it sticks, right? Yeah, yeah, that uh, doesn't work. Right. Well, well speaking of uh, valuations and, and analysis, uh, let's talk about cap rates and valuations. Uh, Richard, what are you seeing for the senior housing market cap rates right now? Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, it's a pretty wide, uh, wide margin, depending on where the property's located, the uh, quality of the asset, and so on. And as Chris uh, pointed out uh, in the early part of the segment, uh, you know, cap rates for institutional grade assets and best markets, best sponsors are very low. Uh, maybe the lowest we've seen, you know, mid sixes, uh, low sevens. But for someone with a, you know, maybe I would call a more typical property that's, uh, say, 10 to 15 years old, say, 75 to 115 units, assisted living. We're probably in the eight to eight and a quarter on prospective income. So that's 
capping what we think the income next year would be. Um, independent living is the margins closing a little bit. It's still trading slightly better than assisted living uh, from what we can tell. And of course, markets where you have a uh, certificate of need, higher barriers to entry, say a, a Missouri, a North Carolina, then we are also seeing better cap rates there as well. Yeah. Well, the CON, CON can uh, really change the perspective there. Well, how do cap rates and valuations compare to, say, recession and pre-recession pricing? You know, we're, we're now in the process of uh, refinancing a number of, uh, of loans that we put on pre-recession or during the recession, and we're actually starting to see cap rates that we saw five years ago. Interesting. Um, so we're, we're definitely kind of moving in that same direction. Well, like we've talked about on the show today, I mean, we've had some positive absorption in the sector. We've had very little construction. Uh, we still have very low interest rates. Uh, what, do you, what is your prediction for cap rates and values moving forward? And I know it's going to like E.F. Hutton now. I mean, everybody's <laughs> leaning over with their, uh, their hand to their ear. The, the dangerous question, right? <laughs> um, in, in my personal opinion, uh, it's mm-hmm. very hard for me to see that uh, cap rates can go much lower uh, and, unless we see a further decline in the cost of capital. And, you know, if that happens, all bets are off. I mean, things could certainly go lower. Capital could get cheaper even. Huh? It could get cheaper. I like the sound of that. Well, let's talk about uh, occupancy and, and net income, the performance of these properties. Andy, uh, what are you seeing sort of through the recession and now in the current market for occupancy and uh, rates? Well, the recession affected everybody, but uh, really the senior housing industry uh, our occupancy are maybe only down slightly over the recession. Uh, on our properties, we're actually you know trending up for where we were five years ago on the occupancy and uh, net income. So, you know the good properties have, have really held up held up well. Um, the properties that probably haven't done as well have been probably more uh, obsolescence, obsolescence issues than anything. So, uh, good properties have done well. So through the recession, you had good occupancy and you didn't have to reduce rates much or at all. You have to work a lot harder for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, raising your rates is, is difficult at a time when, you know, people's uh, portfolio income is down and their house, housing prices have dropped. So you have to, you have to work a lot hard, harder for it, and it's harder to raise, raise your rates. Okay. All right, we're going to have more for you in just a moment. We're going to talk about development. Is it time to build? Uh, what's, uh, what's equity returns or what are equity looking for out there? And we'll talk about uh, rates for financing. Remember, if you want to win friends and influence people, you can share the show with them on Twitter and Google and LinkedIn and Facebook. There's a share bar on each show page. We'll have more intel in just a moment. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com. And Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. And by Resnick Group, a top 20 national accounting firm focused on real estate. Visit resnickgroup.com. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is America's Commercial Real Estate Show. As I said earlier, I'm speaking at three events next month. If you just can't get enough Michael Bull, I'll be I'll spe- be speaking with Seth Wiseman at, with Wiseman, Nowak, Curry, and Wilco. We'll be talking about commercial real estate contracts. We'll be in Atlanta on June 19th from 9 a.m. to noon. The class has been approved for three hours of continuing ed credit. Space is limited there, so sign up quickly. The link is available 
at this show's homepage at CREshow.com. Today we're talking about assisted living and senior housing market. My guests are Glenn Haddock, Richard Thomas, Andy Isaacson. And uh, I'd like to talk about yield requirements. Uh, Richard, what are investors looking for for their yield in this uh, sector? Sure. Uh, you know, today there there is actually a great deal of capital in the space looking to looking to deploy. Uh, the challenge today, quite frankly, is finding the product um, for investors or equity investors looking to put money in on a low leverage basis. We've seen current yields as low as seven to eight percent, with an internal rate of return of kind of that nine to ten percent. I would say that's on the real low side of, of where their demands would be, but that's forty fifty percent, uh, you know, type. Uh, cash infusion. Uh, for more typical, you're probably low to mid-teens in terms of uh, return today. Right. Interesting. What about debt? What are some of the rates in terms available, first of all, for existing product? For existing properties that, uh, you know, well-located, uh, well-sponsored, you're looking at rates today for five years, you know, maybe high 3%, low 4% range for 10-year, you know, nice. probably mid Four to uh, upper four percent range, so very attractive debt today, and uh, definitely available. And what kind type of loan to value or debt coverage ratio? Uh, uh, how much loan can I get? How much can you get today? <laughs> for uh, for most most properties, up to about seventy five percent would be the maximum loan to value, and uh, you know that's typically for for properties coming out of stabilization or new build up to one hundred and three percent of cost. So you know we are able to cash folks out. Of, of their total development costs today. Uh, most of the structures are on a 30-year amortization. Um, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA are the more common players today. We are seeing some life companies come back in, but that's that's still uh, few and far between. I see. And you're doing financing all over the country, right? Uh, nationwide, yeah. Okay. And what about new construction? It seems like it is time to to start building more of these facilities, uh, what type of financing or is new construction financing available? It, it is available. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, we're seeing uh, many banks offer longer terms, lower rates, and higher LTVs that, quite frankly, we haven't seen in the last five years. Uh, we're, we're working on a loan right now that we're closing in Minnesota, and uh, the term was eight years uh, for a 115-unit uh, project. So. Uh, very attractive terms, pricing L plus three uh, is kind of an average, but we're seeing uh, LIBOR plus 200. And how much equity so. do they have to put in that deal? Uh, 20%. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's nice. So you guys like the sector? or the We love the sector. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, our fun has to soon end, end soon here, guys. So can you leave us with a tip for anyone involved in the senior housing industry, Andy? Well, I have uh, two tips. Um, you know, one thing different about senior housing is you have about as many employees as you do customers. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of our principles is we've got to be a great place to work if it's going to be a great place to live. And that's really helped us. We actually run a waiting list of people that want to work for us. So that's important in senior housing. And, and other for the seniors, I'd, I'd offer the advice that, uh, you know, it's expensive to, to live in your house. If you add it all up, it's really more expensive than living in senior housing. And we can provide you all the services that you may need at home. It just we can't do as good a job, and it costs a lot more money. So there's really no reason to put it off. It's uh, it's a value proposition to uh, come to senior living community and get better services at more economical. Well, that's a that is a great tip. Well, Glenn, Richard, Andy, uh, thanks for joining us today, and thank you for your insight. Thank you, Michael.
If you like more information about or from anyone on the show today, all our websites are available at commercialrealestateshow.com. We've also put up some slides from um, AEW that are on the website about this industry that are very informative. Can you join us next week? Well, I hope so. Believe me, you don't want to miss next week. We'll be sharing tax credits for your business and real estate. Thanks for spending some time with us. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you by Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com and Arnold Golden Gregory, a law firm that makes a difference. Visit agg.com. And by France Media, providing exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com. And by Resnick Group, a top 20 national accounting firm focused on real estate. Visit resnickgroup.com.